welcome to another Milwaukee Admirals podcast with Charlie Larson. I'm Aaron Sims. This is the, uh, you know, they have uh, 100th episode celebrations, 200th, 150, whatever. What do we celebrate for 49? I'd say the, the greatest admiral that's ever been, huh? Yes, I think that's a good one. Yeah, the, the number this is the number 49 spectacular, uh, the 49th <laughs> episode of the Milwaukee Admirals podcast. And today we have uh, a man who was voted the greatest admiral of all time. Uh, what was it, eight years ago, 2012, yep. Uh, yep. during the 35th anniversary celebration of uh, the Admirals uh, becoming a professional team. Um, Not to now, be confused course, with the 50th anniversary 50th of... Overall, uh, exactly, yeah. throwing in a lot of numbers here, number 49, number 35, number 50. Uh, this is the 49th show. We just had the 50th season of Admirals Hockey, and this man was voted the greatest Admiral of all time. He's Nashville Predators goaltender Pekka Rene. Uh, Pekka, thanks so much for the time. Uh, how's everything going for you? Wow, what an introduction! Thanks, guys. Yeah, that was something uh, else. Huh? Did you tell? Yeah, did you tell? Could you tell I scripted the whole thing? Yeah, that was that, that was straight from the papers, right there. <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> that that was awesome. Thank you. Uh, happy happy to join you guys. Uh, doing great. Um, I'm I'm currently in Nashville and and just getting ready for the season and and you know hopefully we get to start the season and uh, but. Off the ice, you know, exciting times times for me and my my family. We're expecting our first child, so uh, very, very, very uh, exciting times. I am curious. First off, uh, is do you usually go to Finland, or is Nashville year round full time home for you? Uh, we usually go back uh, for the off season, and and we did this year as well. We stayed in Nashville until end of May when the pandemic started, and then flew back home. Um, um, my girlfriend stayed in Finland, and I came back for the for the bubble for the yeah. playoffs. And uh, um, after that, we just came back to Nashville, and and we've been here. And uh, but. Uh, for me personally, I, Nashville very much feels like like home, but uh, I, I think I think still deep down, Finland is uh, you know that's the I don't know mother motherland and, and yeah. still feel, feels home and eventually, um, I mean it's too too soon to say, but I you know feel like eventually we're gonna go back to Finland. Sure. And the other thing I wanted to ask to start off is. Um, how exciting is it right now for you that, I mean, you're going to be a dad. That, that's amazing. Uh, <laughs> and, and you think about it too, because I'm sort of in the same boat as you. Uh, I was a dad. I, well, I was in my forties when my first child was born. Um, you have teammates who are 21, 22, 23, who are fathers. This is <laughs> yeah. your first time. I mean, you're not 21, 22, 23. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Oh man, it's uh, it feels amazing. I, uh, yeah, only only thing I'm, you know, I don't want to embar embarrass my son. Yeah, it's a, it's a baby boy, so I don't want to. Eventually, when he goes to school, uh, I don't I don't want him to feel bad that my my dad is so old and <laughs> that, that, that that that's that that's my only worry. But uh, other than that, I'm, I'm you just, can uh, you can embarrass him in other ways. That's yeah, what we're here for. That's what we're yeah, here for. It, yeah, exactly. But uh, other than that, I, you know, I couldn't picture, you know, I've been able to, you know, it's funny how life works and, 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 uh, you know, 
I couldn't picture a better way to, you know, I feel like I'm ready for, for a child and, yeah, right. you know, I, I've been, I've been able to enjoy my hockey career and, and just, you know, focus on hockey throughout the years. And, and, and now obviously things are shifting a little bit and I, I notice in my head too, you know, priorities and everything like that are kind of starting to shift, which is, I, I feel like it's fairly natural thing that, you know, happen. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And I think it's a, uh, uh, like you said, you, to, to be able to focus on your hockey and now given the current situation, like if this was a normal season, you might be on the road right now. And, exactly. uh, and so, it, and yeah, there's been a lot of things with this pandemic that aren't great, but for you, and your girlfriend, you're going to be able to be there for the birth of your child. And that's pretty special. It is. And even, even during this pregnancy, I, I've been able to stay home for the most part, being, being able to kind of follow the, uh, you know, the whole process, you know, belly getting bigger and, and everything, everything around it. And just being able to help out, especially these last couple of weeks, you're still feeling great, but, uh, you know, just being able to be at home and, and, you know, extra set of hands. I, I don't know, right. us, men, us men, I don't know, is there anything else we can do? It's, just... it's a helpless <laughs> feeling. It's, 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 it, it, are you finding that? It's it, helpless. Oh, totally, 100%. It's, uh, <laughs> yeah, 100%. Have, have, you had, uh, have you had to go to the grocery store for ice cream at midnight or anything, all the classic tales that you hear? Luckily, no. She's been, I, I don't know, uh, she hasn't, she hasn't really had any weird cravings or anything like that. So uh, that I, I guess, you know, I've been willing to do that, but she has, she hasn't, you know, come up with any, any weird things. And, yeah. Any, any odd peculiarities or anything like that? Yeah, exactly. No. Yours is, as we shift a little shift gears here, um, yours is an amazing career, obviously. The most wins for any goaltender from Finland in the NHL. Um, obviously, you know, all-star games and, and, and so on and so on. I mean, it's an amazing career. But did you ever think it would get here? Because when you look back, I mean, we hear the stories that Mr. Kekalainen and Paul Fenton, they had to watch you in warmups to get an idea and to talk to trainers to get an idea because you were behind a guy named Nicholas Backstrom who was pretty damn good himself. Yeah, no, not in a million years. I, you know, I, I still, even, even though, you know, I'm still, still obviously very much playing and, and, uh, you know, when I extend my career, but, uh, I, I, I notice myself reflecting back every every now and then and just uh, remind myself, you know, I'm, I'm very thankful, very, you know, it's, it's, it's been amazing. I, I, I never could have, you know, dreamt about a career like this. And, uh, you know, I still have, I still have goals. I still have, you know, but, but still I'm, you know, when I started in Karapat in, in Finland, like you said, playing behind Niklas Backstrom, I wasn't expecting to get drafted. First of all, uh, it, it happened two years after my my draft age, I guess. Yeah, right. And, and uh, you know, at the time, it was just a nice bonus. And um, how did when you I got find? Drafted, how did you find <laughs> out you were drafted? Yeah, so it's a it's big like a midsummer party uh, time when the draft happens in in Finland and. At the time, me and my bunch of my friends, we were at the, we rented a cottage, a cabin, 
and uh, middle of the woods and just uh, had like a big sauna party. And, and my, my, <laughs> my, my, my agent called me and, and, and Hey, you, you, congrats. You've been drafted, uh, you know, eight rounds. And I, I think it was like 258, something like that. 258 pick. Uh, right. By, by, by Nashville. And, and, you know, I, I couldn't believe it. I, you know, I listened to, I listened to news. I, I shot my phone and uh, told my buddies and everybody got ecstatic and, you know, it was, uh, it was a good night, but uh, I, really didn't think too much of it i i thought that it was a nice thing to have on my 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 resume you know being drafted to nhl but uh at the time my my biggest focus was uh you know get some playing time in 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 my hometown pro team uh carapat and uh but after that things moved along pretty pretty quickly actually that same summer, uh, I, I came to Nashville for the first time for the for the rookie camp or for the development uh, development development camp, and uh, it was it was a real kind of eye opener. You know, I got to I got to practice and skate with the guys who you know who were drafted with me, and uh, you know I started noticing that you know maybe there maybe there is a chance maybe maybe I can play with these guys and. And, uh, you know, I only, I, after that, I only played one year in, in Finland and then I came over. So. Well, I, uh, it was about a month ago, um, Kazmir Kaskasuo, uh, Nashville signed and, and I talked to him and his story is, is sort of similar to yours. And he said that he was stuck behind Jonas Corposalo and couldn't get into any games. And I'm, is that, kind of the way it goes in Finland if you got a number one goaltender who is established he's probably going to play 90 percent of the games yeah yeah that's uh, I, I yeah I feel like that's the case I mean in Finnish league they they play around uh I think it's around 60 games so or like high 50s 60 sure. or, around there uh the season is not as demanding as uh, as an NHL season or AHL season, and and uh, you know, if you if you number one goalie, you pretty much can play most of the games if you if you're playing well. And uh, so I feel like that's that's what happens a lot of times. And and uh, throughout the years, there's you know the fact is that there's a lot of good goalies in Finland. And, right. And, yes. And uh, absolutely. So so um, you know, there's only kind of like the one spot. You know, one guy is gonna play. The major share, and then the other guy is more like a supporting role. So it it can be it can be difficult for for some guys to get noticed or you know get your get your opportunity. What made you want to play goal? Did you? Uh, it, was, it was my cousin. Uh, where I'm from, where my parents still live, it's uh, it's middle of the woods. Uh, we at the time we only had one, uh, you know, one neighbor and and. It, it was our our cousins and and they have three kids uh two boys they were nine years and seven years older than me and and the and the middle one the seven year older than me uh he he played as a goalie and uh, i always looked up to him he was my hero and uh he would come home from the practice and carrying his goalie gear and i i always thought that, that that's so cool that's cool and, yeah 
Yeah, yeah. And then, uh, you know, we would every day we would play street hockey in, in front of my house. And um, them obviously being so much older than me, I was just a little guy. And, and they would always put me in net. And, uh, and the abuse. It, yeah, exactly. And I, mo mo most, mo most of the days, uh, you know, eventually some days we would play for hours. Some, some days it would be like 10 minutes and I would just, cry, you know, run home and crying and But that, that's how it started. And, and ever since, I always, I always you know, wanted to be a goalie. And, and eventually, when I joined my first team, when I was uh, seven years old, uh, the team had a rule that you know, they rotate the goalies. They, yeah. you know, and uh, you know, I, I, I came to the first practice. I, I you know, played as a player. And after practice, I, I asked the coach that you know, if I could be the goalie. And you, know, you guys don't seem to have a you know, regular goalie and none of the kids really wanted to be in net. So coach was, you know, sure if you, if you're willing to do that. And uh, so that's, that's, a, that's how it really happened. And so and how ever... did you be, how did you become such a great stick handler then? Uh, I, well, I, I mean, I mean, I pretty much grew up uh, skating, skating outside and outside okay. ring rings and, uh, That was that was the hobby in my my hometown. You know, it didn't matter. You know, you you obviously you went to school right after the school. We would just stay by the school that had like sure. a out, out outdoor rink, and Rinks, yeah. we yeah, and we would have our skates sticks with us, and I would just play as a, as a player, as a you know skate as a, and I I, I to this day I, I love that. I I love to go and shoot pucks and try to dangle and uh <laughs> i mean i yeah. i don't want to get i don't want to get too far ahead of where we're going i but i remember very clearly one practice your first year in milwaukee you were skating out it, it was probably you know a, 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 an optional or whatever and paul brown says like pex is better than i am he could be playing third line <laughs> in, 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 instead of me <laughs> Yeah, that's that's probably not true. That's probably not true. But anyways, I, I really enjoy it though. I, uh, I I think that's where it comes to you know at, at least I, uh, I I feel like it helps me being more comfortable with the puck. I've always done it, and I I, I trust my abilities when it comes to that. And uh, but I, I think that's where it's kind of you know comes from. I, I want to know. You're from Finland, a northern country, not not known for hot weather. I want to know what it was like the first time when you got off the, the plane at development camp in Nashville in late June. It had to have been 90 degrees and 100% humidity. Like, what were your first thoughts? Were you like, I, I mean, you know what saunas are like, obviously, but uh, were you like, am I gonna, am I coming to live in a sauna? Oh, it was a shock. It was. Uh, I remember at the time, like, I, I still like vividly remember. A lot of the smells and every, everything was like so, I don't know, it was like, just like so heavy, like, you know, the humidity and everything. Right. And, and it, it was, I couldn't believe that they have a hockey team here. And, uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, even, even driving in the city and, and, you know, obviously I was, everything was so new. I was so, you know, it's just, blown away by everything i you know just being being in usa for the first time coming to nashville uh everything about it was so overwhelming that uh you know obviously the weather was one of those things but uh but at the time i 
I didn't know much, I didn't know much about the city. I didn't, you know, so I was surprised that they they even have a hockey team. And when you get there is when you meet Mitch Korn, I suppose, for the first time. Yeah, that's true. He actually texted me yesterday. I I still talk to him. Yeah. Oh well, yeah. Quite he, he's quite a guy. I mean, what? Uh, I mean, and you think of the guys he's worked with over the years. What what is it about Mitch that he's able to get the best out of players or maybe it's the players who get the best out of Mitch, whatever the relationship is, it's obviously works. Yeah. He's, he's a legend. I, I, I'm obviously, I'm so happy. I got to work with him. Uh, It's probably right from the get go. uh, When I first got to North America, it was so beneficial for me to work with Mitch. But I, I think, I think with Mitch, he's so straight. He's, He's all, he's so plant. He says everything <laughs> like, like, like it is and, and yeah. like, like it or not, like it or not, but that's, that's the way it is. And at first I, I feel like even with me, it was a adjustment. I, you know, he would, he would just, you know, at times rip me and, and then, you know, but, but, you know, the one thing with Mitch is, you know, he always tried to find things outside of the box kind of thing, you know, like, he would come up with like new methods to train, to, to move, to be more efficient, you know, things like that. And, and, uh, his work ethic is, you know, is, 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 is really high. He, he, he makes his guys work, uh, and, you know, off the ice is, he's funny. He's, I mean, just a, just a overall, I mean, he's, he's a, he's a great guy and obviously he's, uh, he's worked with, some of the greatest goalies ever played the game. So that's, uh, you know, that, that was my favorite thing, you know, ask questions about Dominic Hasek, ask, ask about sure. Thomas Volkun, ask about, you know, all these guys. And uh, I remember it was so interesting. I wanted to hear everything. I wanted to hear how Dominic Hasek tapes his sticks, how, uh, you know, sure. anything. I, 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 that was, to me, that was so cool. You so, also said uh, on many occasions, uh, including a little over a month ago when you were nice enough to to send me some emails uh, about your first game or your first win in North America, but you had said not only Mitch Korn, but but how Brian Finley, who is your age, and you're competing with him to get to Nashville. You're competing with him for time in the Milwaukee net, but how wonderful Brian Finley was to you to get you acclimated to the North American game and to to living in North America for the first time. Oh, he was amazing. He was like older brother to me at the time. Uh, he took me under his wings right away. Uh, he was awesome. Just uh, th- that whole that whole season, he was so good to me. Uh, we we became really good friends. And uh, when I first got there, I you know I remember thinking like, oh man, this guy is a first round pick and. The highest and draft, the highest drafted goalie in in the history of the, the NHL time, at yeah. that time. At the yeah. time, yeah. Yeah. So you know, obviously, you know, I was intimidated, but you know, as soon as first first day I met the guy, he was so nice to me, and and you know, that's a one thing I've learned throughout the years. You know, you meet you meet all these great you know great hockey players, and and soon as you meet them you're like oh my god this is like the nicest guy ever and that's the same thing what happened to me and uh and Finner that's that was my uh you know revelation at the time and uh 
but he was, he was awesome. He, you know, he was such a supporter too. You know, when, when he wasn't playing, he, you know, he always had my back. He, he just, I don't know. He was proud of me and he was happy for me when I did well. And uh, it was just a good combination, great partner to have. And, and uh, uh, just sad that we haven't, we haven't really talked, uh, you know, throughout the years. So what was the ex expectation when you're coming over from Finland? Uh, you're, you're a relative unknown. Uh, and so what are Ray Shiro and Paul Fenton and even Claude Noel, what are their, what's their message to you? I don't think there was expectations, to be honest with you. I, you know, I remember I, before coming to Milwaukee, I, you know, I was at the uh, Nashville training camp and right. uh, that happened to go pretty well. Before that, I was, you know, I was pretty sure I'm going to go to, uh, you know, I, I knew that there's a chance that I could go to uh, East Coast Hockey League and, and, and play there and play in, uh, at the time, I think it was Cincinnati, maybe. Uh, yeah, Cincinnati, yep. And, uh, you know, that was in my own head. I was kind of prepared for that. And, 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 you know, for the couple, for the first couple of weeks, I was surprised, you know, they, they would send guys, you know, either back to Milwaukee or back to juniors or, uh, and they, they get me around and I, I kept thinking to myself, I'm like, uh, you know, it seems like they have a plan for me. And, um, you know, obviously that made me really happy. They didn't, you know, at the time I didn't have any meetings. I, I they, they didn't really say anything to me. And but I was just happy to stay at the camp and, and camp camp was going pretty well for me. And, um, and then, you know, one day they, you know, took me in, in, in for a meeting with, uh, with David and, uh, uh, I think Ray was there and, and, uh, and, uh, and Barry, Barry Trotz and told, told me that, you know, they're really happy with my camp and we're going to send you, send you to Milwaukee. And I remember I was so happy. I, I was like, Oh man, this is awesome. Uh, you know, I have a chance to play in AHL and, uh, that's the only thing I cared at the time. And, but to be honest with you, they never once really talked about, uh, what expectations they have for me or um, anything like that. So everything kind of just happened in the beginning. And, 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 uh, but uh, that's how I, that's how, at least that's how I felt how, how it happened. When right. you, when you get sent to Milwaukee, then what's your experience like coming to Milwaukee? Not only was Nashville new to you, but now Milwaukee is, is brand new to you. Did you live by yourself? Did you have a roommate? What did you, what did you do when you got to town? Yeah, when I got to town, I you know, soon as uh, soon as I got there, it was more. Uh, I mean, the climate and everything like that was more what I was used to in in Finland. And uh, I remember first, uh, maybe maybe a week, I stayed in a hotel, and and you know, when we you know we started skating and started our training camp in Mo. Uh, I, I think it was towards the end of the training camp in in Milwaukee, but anyways, uh, uh, you know, start, you know, I was so obviously I wanted to kind of get into the team. I, I wanted to get, get to know the, you know, get to know the guys and everything like that. And I, I think, it, I think it was Kevin Klein or, or uh, Paul Brown who came to me and asked if I want to want to live with them. And, and I'm like, man, that would be awesome. And, and so that's how it happened. I mean, me, Kevin Klein, Paul Brown, three of us uh, lived at uh, 
at the time it was called uh, the Platts. Yeah. And uh, and uh, it was it was great. I mean, same building. Uh, there was uh, Sheldon Brookbank, T.T. Uh, Reynolds, uh, Craig Klass, and Darren Haydar. Yeah. And it was uh, to me, it was like winning a lottery ticket. I mean, just uh, you know, my my English got better. Uh, you know, first couple months, I was able to have a conversation. I was able to you know get myself understood and uh, and then you know they helped me so much about you know with everything like oh um, getting a cell phone uh, how to how to deal with bills how to whatever you know whatever it might be and uh, I didn't have a car my first year so I would hitch a ride you know every now and then and you could ride Paul Brown's skateboard couldn't you yeah, oh yeah here <laughs> Yeah, him skating and playing guitar all day. It was, uh, <laughs> it, it was, it was awesome. It like, was awesome. When you come, the hockey is is probably the least scary part of it all, right? Oh man, it's the it's the only thing you know. It's the only thing you feel comfortable is on the ice. But other than that, you like fish out of the water. I mean, just yeah. uh, different culture, different you know, different everything, different lang- language. Uh, but uh, you know that's again like one of the first things i noticed is uh just even even people outside from hockey uh people were always so nice to me i always felt i was welcome to to milwaukee i always felt i was welcome to nashville i you know uh i i think those little things they they you know they play a big part uh when you're trying to get adjusted to a to a new country or a new culture Paul Brown is one of the overlooked characters, I think, of yeah. maybe of all time. I remember him telling a story through his agent. He was the judge. He was one of the judges for a, they did a bunch of old hockey enforcers, got together and had a, like a 12-man tournament boxing match, like Link Bates <laughs> and all of them. And somehow, I think it was in Quebec, and Paul Brown was one of the judges in this thing. Oh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> I, I I wish we could do like a re- reunion or something and just like, you know, everybody got get together from that first year in Milwaukee, that 05, 06 year and, and just see what everybody has done throughout the years. And we've, you know, know, we've had, we've had a lot of guys on from that era. Hey, Darren, uh, Greg, Finner, uh, Brookie we had on recently. Jordan Fiddler. Fids. Yeah. Th- uh, they all say that, it was like being in college. Like, even if you didn't go to college, li- everybody lived at the Blatts. Everyone, it was like after practice, it was like, open. what are we, yeah. what, what are we doing? What are we doing today? Right. It's like, okay, yeah. like doors are open. You're going to someone's room to play video games. It was just like, you know, real, real simple. Did Rick, Rick Barry live in there too? Did Rick Barry live there too? Uh, he lived in, uh, I think, Library Hill with his uh, wife, Tanya. Yeah, yeah right. so she, that and so that's where Shea Weber lived then, because I was reading recently yeah. about Weber always going over to Rick Barry's for dinner. Yeah, and that was uh, that's where I moved uh, my my second year. My second okay. year, I, so I lived with uh, yeah, and I I my second year I lived with uh, Rich Preverly, sure. and Pevs, yeah, and uh, you know, there there's an, there's another guy who's just amazing guy, and yeah. and. I've, I've asked guys this before that, that 0506 team was obviously a great, a great team. 
and they were also very close. And, and, and to me, is it, is it like you become a great team and then you become close or is it the other way around? You become really close and that maybe makes you a better team. I, I feel like the latter, uh, I feel like that's what happened, happened with us. Uh, you know, we became so close that it started clicking on the ice too. And uh, I didn't even remember that before exchanging emails with Aaron, uh, but we got off to a bad start that year, and you know lost, I didn't even, yeah, I didn't really lost four in a row, oh three and one. We we lost to yeah. Iowa in a shootout, and I and I think you would have been in goal for that game. He was because Finner Finner got hurt in the first game, yeah, at, like midway through the first game in Grand Rapids, and then not only did you start poorly, but then Kyle Schultz unfortunately passed yeah. away. Right yeah, away. Exactly. So that was a that was yeah. a rough year. It was, yeah. Now that he now that you mention all those things and uh but uh but still i remember you know it didn't really i feel like that bad start in my in my own head already has erased and you know i i and never think about it's yeah, yeah you know, when you think about that year i'm sure you just think about the like you think about the playoffs and like Pev's, yeah. told, Pev's told us like that's the most fun and maybe he, you know, excluding winning a Stanley cup, obviously, but that's the most fun he ever had playing, ever had playing hockey like that, that not necessarily on the ice, but off the ice, it was just like a blast, like probably yeah. almost to a detriment, like having a week off in between playoff series. Isn't really great. No, a hundred, hundred percent. I, I still, to this day, I, I, you know, anytime I have a chance to talk one of those guys from that, that year or, you know, my my buddies back home they've they've listened hundreds of my th- stories just from the, the my first year in Milwaukee and it it really was it was uh, it was the best time for my you know even in my career especially like off the ice and you know you felt that the team was so close and I I feel like that was one of the one of the biggest changes what happened when I eventually when I got to Nashville and and. Uh, you know, guys have families, guys have, you know, different right. uh, interests and, and everybody lives kind of uh, far apart. And they have homes, you know, right? You have a yeah, house. They, yeah, you have a house. Exactly. And and all of a sudden, guys are not really hang, hanging out as much together. And, and you know, I remember at the time, I'm like, what, what do I do? Like, what am what do I supposed to do? Like, uh, I don't know how to take care of myself. Like, uh, <laughs> but it was... Uh, but yeah, going back to that year in Milwaukee, it's uh, yeah, that, I, I feel like that's what happened. We became so close that, you know, we gained confidence through that and, and st- things started happening on the ice too. It was, uh, it was, spe- oh, go ahead, Charlie. No, no, go ahead. I was just going to say not only all of that, but then you also, you get called up too during your rookie year. You get called up to Nashville, which, I mean, my goodness, if, if all of what's going on that season, you're having a great season, obviously, uh, but then you get called up. If that doesn't justify your leaving Finland to come to North America, Mike, you know, wow, what, what a start. Yeah, it was, it was unbelievable at the time. Uh, I still, it was in December. I, I can't remember the date exactly. It was, uh, but, but anyways, I, I always remember that, uh, you know, Finner got actually called up uh, first. Before yeah. Me. yeah, first. Uh, he played one game. Uh, both Volky and Chris Mason, they were both hurt. And uh, 
So Finner got called up first. Uh, they played a game in Florida, I, I believe, and and then I got called up, and and it was a home game in in Nashville against Chicago, and uh, just I, I still remember I, I was they they put me uh, I stayed in Renaissance Hotel. I remember I, I remember sending emails. Uh, I had my laptop. I, I would send emails, you know, all my friends, all my family. Uh, you know, got call, got called up tomorrow. I'll play my first NHL game, and I couldn't believe it at the time. Uh, you know, just uh, you know, some months before I was I was still in Finland. I was uh, uh, backup goalie for for Nicholas Backstrom, and and which I you know I don't mean to downplay him, downplay myself or anybody. You know, it was it was a at the time it was the best gig ever, but. Uh, right. But oh, but here I am, all of a sudden playing uh, playing an NHL game. It was uh, it was a surreal feeling. And and you, did you, did you win that game or did you win your next one? Yeah, we we won that game five uh, three. Yeah, and there, still and remember just, a lot. You know what's of, crazy? I still, still have a lot oh. of memories from that game. For sure, absolutely. Well, yeah, what's crazy is you became. The Predators started in '98, so when you won that game, you were the first Nashville draft pick to win yeah. an NHL game, which is amazing, yeah. right? I know. Yeah. I mean, they had great luck, obviously, in the expansion draft with Mike Dunham and then Vokun, right? Those guys carried the load for quite some time. Yeah. Yeah, that was, uh, you know, and and there wasn't, like, a, I was surprised. I remember, I I, th- I think Mitz would always say that, you know, there was only only few guys who ever w- won a game for, for Nashville. There was, a, yeah. you know, My, Mikey Dunham, Volky, Chris Mason, there wasn't a lot of guys at nope, the right. time, and yeah. The uh, you speak about your relationship with Brian. We I still have a very picture, uh, a very vivid, or not vivid memory. I can see the picture anytime. It's a great picture of you and Brian like hugging after that first game, and like you can see that he he has like joy on his face for your accomplishment, even though you're competing for the starting for playing time in Nashville and in Milwaukee, he is, he's legitimately happy for you in this picture. 100%. He was, he was like that, you know, throughout the season, it didn't matter. He's like, his support didn't weigh or, you know, he wasn't, you know, when we lost the game, when I, when I lost the game, when, when I didn't play well, he was never once I did, you know, never once I sensed that he was actually like happy about that. He, <laughs> right. he was like, he was such a, such a rock solid dude. He was, you know, he's so funny and, and just, just fun loving guy. He, he was just happy to be there. And, and, you know, I was kind of the same, same, same type of guy. And we, we, you know, hit it off really well. Did you guys room together on the road? No, no, we okay, didn't. Because the reason I ask, the reason I ask is I always thought goalies did, but then Troy Grosnick told me that one time he was rooming with a goalie and the goalie got sick. So then he got yeah. sick. Then, so then you're in trouble, right? Yeah. So that, yeah, that, exactly. do that anymore. Yeah, exactly. I think that's the reason behind it. Uh, but uh, so it's sort of like why you... the, the president and the vice president never fly in the same plane. <laughs> right. <laughs> So Pekka, Darren Hadar told us, we asked him, we we retired Darren's number this year. uh, And so we had him in and he says his his memory, one of his memories about you is, you know, when he first came in, he had his glove down and everybody, and, and I figured 
I can score on his glove side every time. And then Mitch says, get your glove up. And suddenly, like, I can't score on this guy anymore. Do you remember, do, do you have any memories of Mitch telling you, you got to keep your glove up uh, at, at that point? I mean, that's obviously a long time ago and early in your career, but Darren said it was very clear before and after the glove up uh, situation. Yeah, I, I don't know if I remember like specifically that that story, but I, I remember a lot of lot of lot of times, uh, you know, I had to adjust as I as I go, and and you know, I, I remember like, you know, especially early on in practices and stuff, I, I felt like I was getting beat all the time, and you know, I would talk to Mitch, and Mitch was you know, Mitch would tell me something, and uh, you know, I would try to adapt and try to you know fix my stance, fix, you know, whatever there was. And I, I think I've always been a quick learner. And, and sure. even, even, even to this day, you know, I, you can't play the same way I, I used to play. So, I mean, you have to, like, kind of change your, the way you play all the time. And I've always been curious about that. I, I've always wanted to get better. I've, I've always been willing to change. And, and uh, yeah, but I, I, I it, it really, I, I'm sure... I'm sure that is a true story, but I, I can't remember exact moment, yeah. but, uh, but yeah, I remember Hazy would, you know, he would come down as a right-handed shot and he would just pick a, pick a corner every time. And, you know, but then. Uh, unfortunately, you know, I, we, unfortunately, we saw that a little too clearly after he left Milwaukee and went and played yeah. it for Chicago. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. What a, what a player he is. That, that after that first year that ends in the in the Calder Cup finals, um, you had an injury in the summer, started late. That had to have been disappointing after, you know, you had all the momentum built up, right? And then, unfortunately, you couldn't go until roughly January the following year. Yeah, it was, uh, it was such, a, such a tough year, tough summer, um, you know. Uh, but, yeah, it was, it was disappointing and, and uh you know, obviously happy that the, you know, surgery was good and my, you know, my shoulder came back at, because at the time I didn't know what's going to happen. And, and uh, you know, eventually I was just happy to be back on the ice, but yeah, I was, I was very disappointed that I had to skip the training camps, skip the uh, start of the season. And um, it wasn't, it wasn't easy. That was my, my first, uh, my first major injury. And it, it was interesting about that year is, um, you were one of the few holdovers. It seemed there was such a change from 05, 06. There were so many new faces that following yeah. year. As I look back, Sheldon Brookbank was back. Um, TJ Reynolds was probably there for a little bit, but there weren't many carryovers. It didn't seem from that 05, 06 team. Brandon no. Siegel, I guess would have been. Yeah. 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 Six and, uh, Brownie, uh, I think, was there for that year too. That first oh, Brown year. Was yeah. there for a little, yes. And, and Pevs. Pevs, of Pevs. course. Yep. Yep. But, but uh, Hadar, Clausen, Gamash, uh, Shea Weber, I know, Klein Finner. mostly, Greg Zanin mostly. Those guys were pretty much gone. I know. They, and they were, they were such a key pieces of, of that 05 06 team. Like, we look back at the 05 06 team that produced, like, our second line that year is Pevs in the middle and Upshaw and Tutu on either side of yeah. it. Like, that's th those guys produced 1500 or probably 2000 <laughs> NHL games, Stanley cups uh, on defense. 
you know, rookie Stanley Cup winner, Rick Barry had already won the Stanley Cup, Webbs, like unbelievable success that, uh, that, that, that team produced. But it doesn't always happen. Like teams produce NHL players, but it doesn't necessarily translate. But that year it did for, for Milwaukee. Yeah, it was, uh, yeah, looking back, it's, it's, uh, it's unbelievable how, you know, how much talent we had, how much, uh, you know, guys would go on and have a, unbelievable careers. How did, do you, oh, I, was, I was just going to say, do you remember, you certainly remember it. I don't know if, if they have amusement parks in Finland, uh, but we had that long break in our series against Hershey and the whole team went to Hershey Park. <laughs> and I remember seeing you and Finner and Mitch all the players are off on their own, except Mitch is like, you know, he's like, no, no, goalies, you're staying with me. We're going on the ride. You're going on the rides with me. Do you, had you ever been on roller coasters was Mitch, before? By the way, was Mitch tall enough to get on yeah, the ride? Yeah, Mitch go on the rides? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember we, me and Finner would give him a hard time all the time about that. You know, I, Mitch, Mitch, I think you get away. I, you know, I think this is, this is, this is, you know, too big for you or you, you're too short for this but uh but yeah you know he, he would be like that all the time you know he's like yeah goalies stick together and you know we are a team and and you know i but it was awesome i i actually i have one of the you know one of my favorite memories from mitch is uh uh I don't what you know. You guys have to check it out, but uh, I don't know when the first Bor, you know, remember the Borat movie? Yeah, yeah. yes, yeah. When, when when the first one came out, and uh, and uh, you know, we had a day off or something like that, and and Mitch calls me and he's like, "I want to take you to, I want to take you to movies," and I'm like, "Yeah, sure," and and uh, we go see a movie and and. And he didn't know anything about the Borat movie, and he, he just he just oh it's a comedy let's go see that and and we and we go and we go watch that watch that movie and it oh man it was like throughout the movie he, he would just like turn and look at me and and he's like what's going on man like you know the, it, it was totally uh, constant. Are, are you in that situation? Are you thinking, well, this is hilarious, but I don't want to laugh too hard because I yeah. got, I got my coach here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I didn't know how to react. I'm like, you know, just like, oh, like, <laughs> just like, it was so funny. And, but he, but he was, he was dying laughing too. So it was, uh, it was good. How many times do you, did he take you to the uh, five o'clock steakhouse? <laughs> a bunch of times. He, and he's such a, He's such a uh, ritual and routine oriented guy that he, you know, he has his favorite spots and that's where he goes. And uh, yeah, he, he, would go to the, he would always go to the mall too downtown to get a concrete right at the at the Culver's there. He would always stop and get a call uh, all the time. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I, yeah. I miss Mitch. I, 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 it's been a few years since I've seen him. I, I miss him. Yeah. So let's talk about another coach, your, your, your head coach for the first two years, Claude Noel. What kind of impact did he have on you? We always, the other guys joke, we, we joke with the other guys is that you never wanted to hear from Claude, how was your game tonight? Or how was your game last night? Because you just knew that whatever you said was going to be the wrong answer. Yeah. Uh, did yeah. he do the same to you? Oh, yeah. Like he, that that's like, you know, I, I have so many good memories from Claude, but uh, that was his thing. He would he would come to the rink and you know, 
he obviously when we players got there he would have been there for a couple hours already and uh you get there and and he'd always ask you a question it might have been from you know last night's game or it could have been about anything but he always kept you on your on your toes and uh you know just uh, you know he would repeat the you know he, he would just tell us that you know you got to be a student of the game and and you know that's that's how it really was you know we, you, you you learn things when you when you listen listen to Claude and and uh, he was perfect for us at the time. Hockey, hockey um, University, right? That's what he called it all yeah. the time. Hockey University I, today, boys. That's right. That's right. And uh, you know, I, I remember little details. I, I remember when he, you know, he would he would skate on the ice, and he would always come to me and show his stick, like you know, where players usually have their last Names. name, and, and and he had a flamethrower, <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, he's like, heads heads up, X flamethrower and, <laughs> and uh and things like that but he was you know he kept he always kept it light but but at the same time he had that authority and you know he had that because there was so much fire and passion behind him that you know you didn't you didn't you didn't want to you know try to push the limits but he, you know he always kept it light though he had the eyebrow when his eyebrow <laughs> went up Oh, like, yeah, I can't even yeah. do it, but you do. No. I want to know, were you in the, it would have been your second year because Lane was the assistant coach. Were you in the room when Claude's giving it to the guys because of something and his, his, his fake tooth flew out? Do you remember oh. this happening at all? <laughs> now that you, now that you say it, I, 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 I think I, I think I remember that. Yeah, because Lane tells it. Lane tells it because yeah, you know Lane obviously, like oh, yeah. the most intense guy I've ever met, and yeah. he's he's but he says he sees this happen and he can't he's he's got to he's almost got to you know put his head down because he's gonna laugh and that's gonna take away from everything that Claude's yelling at. But like, <laughs> ooh, tooth goes flying. <laughs> so it goes. I, yeah. Real quick, I I have one. I was still living in Madison and I commuted in, so it was one thirty in the afternoon, roughly. And I went. I I got there early. I stopped in the locker room. It's well before game time, obviously. And Claude, uh, I Claude comes out of the shower. Not no towel, nothing. Right. He's going back to the coach's office, and he's singing Keith Urban. He's you. So he's he's got that that accent of his, that brogue. And he's going, take your records, take your freedom, take your records, I don't need. <laughs> Just, <laughs> hey, coach, how's it going? <laughs> oh, that's, that, that's maybe my favorite cold story. My oh, personal. Oh, man. It, I remember like, I remember mornings, like I would, I would go, uh, he would invite me to his office and I would go into the coach's office. And, you know, obviously at the time, my, my, it, it's still, it's still not perfect, but at the time, you know, my English was very broken and, you know, there, he would, he would make me, he would make me say like some, some, some word and, you know, I would, I would repeat the word and then he, he, he would tell me how, how it really goes. And like, I was, I was like about the whole situation, whole situation. It was so funny. He's like, uh, you know, kind of, you know, French being his first first language, yeah. and him 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 teaching me English. It was, English. Uh, it was yeah, it was funny. <laughs> that, uh, that, that oh, go ahead, Aaron. Well, I, if we move on a little, you, Charlie mentioned Lane. You talked about Lane a little bit. He becomes the head coach in 07-08. Uh, 
we've talked about this a lot. Did you think you would be in Milwaukee in 07, 08? Uh, and were you disappointed? Really. I mean, you, you worked like every game. You played 65 games that year in Milwaukee. Yeah. But, but how, how disappointing was it to, to be in Milwaukee? Well, in the beginning, it was, uh, it was disappointing because uh, they just uh, – because Volki – uh, Volki was traded that summer, or right through yes. free yeah. agent, free age, yeah, yeah, free agency, or uh, and uh, you know, obviously, I was eyeing for that spot. I, you know, I knew that you know, there's Chris Mason and and probably me, and right. and then uh, they signed uh, Dan Ellis, and uh, you know, I remember Ellie from uh, from Iowa, Iowa. and right, right. yeah, and played a lot against him. I, I knew he's a great goalie, and. You know, I, I was prepared for the training camp and, you know, I'm like, you know, it's probably, you know, it's obviously it's either me or, or, or Dan and, and he ends up having an awesome camp, awesome camp. He, he played really well and, uh, and my camp wasn't anything special. And, and, uh, yeah, I remember that day when, you know, finally, you know, pulled me, pulled me over and, and told me that I'm, I'm going back, uh, back to Milwaukee uh yeah i was i was disappointed uh in the beginning but uh but you know it kind of went away real quick when i got to got to milwaukee it was back to back to working and back to kind of you know especially after that second year where i was injured uh right. you, quite you a bit yeah full year exactly i was excited to just you know be back on the ice I, I knew that I'm going to play a lot and ended up having a good season. And, and uh, I, looking back, it was really important for me uh played that kind of year where I actually played a ton of games. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if you guys have the numbers, but like, close it was to, 60, know, 60, 65 games, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So and, that's a, that's a, and sometimes that's a lot. Three of, game, sometimes three games in three nights. Three and threes, yeah. 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 So, I mean, looking back, it was such a, such an important year for myself and and uh eventually down the road in nhl i started playing you know plus 60 games i have a couple seasons plus 70 games and and uh you know i i think that year really helped me and, can i ask uh, you can i ask you charlie mentioned three and threes and you talk about playing that number of games is we hear when i when i follow nhl bloggers or writers or media types on twitter they always freak out about back-to-back games. Is a back-to-back game, is it that difficult at that level? Because the vast majority of you played back-to-backs, if not three and threes in, in the American Hockey League. No, if you, if you ask me, I mean, you know, physically, uh, I mean, it's it's totally doable. It's not like You're all you feel... supreme athletes. You're all supreme athletes, yeah. right? You guys yeah. want to play. Yeah, exactly. This, I, I don't think this anything special but I, I feel like nowadays with uh with all the data all the data you have you know coaches and goalie coaches and everybody they they look at the stats you know they they always compare you know you, you know if you you know what's the average you know if one goalie plays the both games or you know yeah uh and it, it has gone to more that direction but uh uh but I don't think there's anything. I mean, if you're feeling good, if you're healthy, there's no issues playing back to back. And uh, a lot of times, the second night, you actually you feel great. And right. you know, especially if you had a you, you had a strong strong game night before, and 
you feel good about yourself and and you know there's there's no issues yeah. one, one of the things that you're that you're renowned for is is your work ethic and never giving up and and lane actually has said i've heard him say that when he was when he was the coach like drills would lose rhythm because pekka was always fighting for that last save in practice for the for to because he had he couldn't get beat he hated to get beat so badly where where did where do you attribute that uh that 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 work ethic and that never say die attitude because that's that's what we see when we watch you play in the nhl too right like die you know diving one way for a save getting back up diving in for another way that's 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 i don't think that's something you learn so much as a uh as something that's inherent yeah yeah, yeah. I, I feel like it's just it's it's in me. I I I think you know it starts in practice. I I I still do that. I mean, I just hate giving up goals. I you know if there's a shot, if there's just, even even if I know that there's a next guy coming, I I can't let that other guy you know put a rebound in or anything. I I, I always try to make the rebound save and and but I I don't know. It's it's just in me and. Uh, I don't know. I, I feel like I'm I'm gonna be in trouble when that fire is not there anymore. And right. I, I think that's that's so much my game. You know, my my game uh, involves that. I, I need that fire. And and uh, but I don't know. I don't know where it comes from. I you know obviously lot with a lot of my my trades. Lot you know as a person the way the way I carry myself. I I always you know. I want to think that I, I try to, uh, you know, pick it from my parents and, uh, you know, always looked up to my parents with their work ethic. And, you know, obviously they never played sports and, uh, what did you know, your never. Folks do? What did your folks do? You talked about living up in the middle of nowhere, kind of where, what did you, yeah, my, my, my dad was, uh, you know, started as a construction worker and, and, uh, you know, then, uh, he was, uh, you know, build, building houses and uh, things like that. He built our our house that you know I was born in, and and they still to this day they they still live in there. And um, my my mom was uh, he was a uh, working on a in in this big corporation at the time. I mean, Finland has always been a big, uh, you know, you guys remember Nokia and you know yeah. I you know, kind of like the IT technology country. And uh, at the time she was working on a, in this company on a, on a line where they, they, her job was to like put a, on a, on a telephone to put uh, the microphone in it. Okay. Uh, like, right. Because I, I, I remember that. And, and she, she was there for, I don't know, like tens of years. And, and, uh, you know, when I was uh, 15, 16, 17, I would, I would work there during the summer. And, uh, and uh, I couldn't believe she's doing that. Like, I, I hated the job. I, there's, <laughs> there's nothing exciting about the job. You just sit down and, you know, there's a big belt line that, you know, as an assembly line. And you just, you know. Hours you and hours on, of doing that. Oh, it's just the labor. And, and you know, you, you have your break. Uh, you know, a couple of breaks a day and that's it. And then you go home and, uh, but she never, ever complained. And, and uh, they are both retired now and happily, you know, they're doing really well. And um, was that, yeah. the last, 
was that the last non-hockey job you had? I think so. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah. And, uh, and then, right. It was uh, at the same time. I remember, uh, you know, about still going back to my parents, my, you know, when I was coming my first year in Milwaukee, uh, that previous year, uh, my, my dad, my dad suffered a stroke and, uh, it was, uh, it was, I remember it was just a tough time to, you know, be away, be away and, you know, not, uh, not really knowing what's going on, but, uh, he, he's bounced back really well. I mean, his, his left side is still, uh, a little bit paralyzed, but, you know, every year he comes over and, and he's able to walk with the cane and do, do all the, all the things, but, uh, he's, he's doing well. So when you were first in North America, they couldn't come see you. You didn't see your parents that for a while until you went back. No. Home. Yeah. Yeah. So I wow. that first. Yeah. So I suppose that first year, uh, it must've been like June, end of June when I, when I, when I got to cut to Finland and, uh, uh, so I ended up being a really long year, uh, yeah. not, not seeing my folks and, uh, and I, and then also, at the time, the technology wasn't, you, you couldn't just FaceTime or, right, right, you right. know, I, I still remember like going to a grocery store and picking up like calling cards and, yeah. uh, <laughs> right, and, three cents uh, a minute for, uh, for yeah, this one. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So wow. I, this probably is a reflection to your parents, but everywhere you've gone, you've always, I'm sure this is the case, you've always been a fan favorite. It was that case in Milwaukee. I remember probably your first season ticket holder party at Christmas time. I had to, we changed things because of you, because it used to be like, guys, you start in the locker room, just go out and, Hey guys, go out and sign autographs. You didn't even get out of the locker room for two and a half hours. You sat in there. It was probably 75 degrees because of all the bodies. You're just <laughs> dripping with sweat. And like, can someone give this guy a water? We actually had to change that so now guys we go out a back way and we send guys down at, in different areas because we don't want to guys get trapped like happened to pekka but you never <laughs> like you never yeah. complained about that you've always been whatever you want you've right, signed very, every very autograph i mean yeah. what you've done with the national children's hospital is so well publicized but you don't do it for the publicity uh so i have but i have my the uh, going back to my original point i assume like your willingness to give back and to the fans and to the community that probably starts with your parents, right? Yeah, I, I think so. I, I, for sure. My, you know, think very highly of my parents and, and, uh, but, uh, also, you know, I feel, you know, again, coming back to, you know, fe feeling so fortunate that, you know, you know, I get to do something that I love and I, you know, I'm in a, position where you know something so small that you know then signing an autograph can make somebody happy I mean it's the to me it's you know it, it's such a simple thing to do and uh I I don't take it for granted so I you know I appreciate if you know if we have an event where you know fans show up I, I you know and they want to see you I, I I feel like it's such a privilege and uh you know it's I mean, I really, I really enjoy doing that. I, I you know, I, 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 I appreciate the, the fans with that, you know, even this pandemic, you know, you, you, we, we went to the bubble, played the playoff games and, you know, I, I'd be lying if, 
it's not the same without the fans. You know, it's such a different, it's such a different game. It's such a different atmosphere, and um, you know, it's such a big part of this this sport. And uh, and uh, so to me, it's just a you know, every time to this day, you know, I'm I'm almost surprised if uh, if somebody, I mean, you know, you know, I've, I've played a long time in Nashville, so maybe it happens here more than it it happened in Milwaukee. But you know, I I'm, I'm still I still get surprised when people recognize me and and come for a picture or autograph or something like that, and I you know I'm like wow, like that's that's pretty cool, like. I can, you know, a little thing like that and somebody, you know, maybe, maybe, you know, bring a smile on somebody's face. I, I, I think it's a pretty cool thing to, you know. Real, real quick, Charlie, tell what Colton, Colton Sissons came down for a rehab assignment yeah. earlier this year. Right. And we met up with, Charlie, you tell the story because you remember it better than I do about Colton's experience Col in Colton Milwaukee. Was, yeah, Sis was sick. And so he had to go to the dig, get a prescription. And he goes to the Walgreens and he hasn't played in Milwaukee in four or five years. The lady who is, um, is, is his, is the pharmacist there. She's like, uh, he's like, Oh, prescription for Colton Sissons. She's like, Oh, Colton Sissons, like Nashville predators, former Milwaukee Admiral. I named my son after you. <laughs> oh, <laughs> right. That's, that's unbelievable. Which, which actually makes me want to ask you, I mean, I don't have any, I, 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 I've got to believe, I don't have any proof of this, but in Finland, does it, is it make, I'm sure you've had the experience where people are naming their kids Pekka, right? Like, <laughs> well, Rock, Rocco, Grimaldi, Rocco Grimaldi's wife told me that they've run into so many people who have named their dogs Rocco. Yeah, yeah right. that's, that, that's, that's the one thing I, I know, at, at least in Nashville, I, there's, there's a lot of, Pekka cats and dogs, and <laughs> there's there's one there's one uh, Pekka al alpaca. Alpaca. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I think I think I'm really proud of that. How do you learn that. about this? Did they send you a picture? How do you learn about yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. So uh, I'm <laughs> I'm good friends with this little guy who had a actually heart transplant, and I, okay. I still talk talk to him and his family every now and then, and uh, and they they go to this farm and. Uh, uh, they gave him a chance to name one of the alpacas, and and he obviously picked the pick, Pekka pick, name. For it. Yeah, so that's great. Yeah, so that, is, is yeah, Pekka it's, it's, is Pekka a common name in Finland? Because I do know that your goaltending partner in Nashville, Juicy Saros, his dad's name is Pekka. Yeah, uh, that's so right. Is it a common name in in Finland? Like a, being yeah. a, you know, an isolated I mean, American? We don't know. Yeah, it's not. I mean. Yeah, it is. It's, it is like a typical Finnish male name. Yeah, yeah, it is. And uh, it, it's not the you know it's not the most popular, but it's. I mean, it's like a typical. Yeah. So how I, cool? I'll go. How go ahead, Aaron. No, no, go ahead. How cool? I was just gonna say, how cool is it for you then to, like, or is it a little bit odd that you get this guy, UC Saros, who's a Finn, who like, hey, who's your? And you've answered this question before, but who's your idol? When you were a kid, well, my idol's Pecorine, and now you're playing together. Like that's pretty. That's got to be special for you, right? Yeah, it is. It's uh, you know, ever since uh, first time I met you was 2015 in World Championships, and you know, he must have been I don't know, 18, 19 year old kid, and uh, that's the first time I met him, and and 
And then, you know, he, he was drafted by Nashville and, uh, you know, I, I, I could, I could see right away that, you know, he, he's, he's, he's going to have a great career. Just the way he carries himself. You, 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 you guys have seen it, you know, he was there and, and, and just the, what a, what a guy he is. And, and, you know, all the, you know, such a, such a, such a nice young, young man and, and, and treats everybody so well. Uh, And, uh, you know, I, I think it's just so important that you have the qualities and the values, right. And, and he certainly does. And it's been a lot of fun to have a chance to play with him. And, and we've obviously become really, really close and, and uh, you know, like a, like a, you know, like me and Finner at, uh, you know, in my first year, now I, now I get to be the Finner. I get to be yeah. like an older, older brother. Older and, brother. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, you know, but, but the funny thing is that, you know, I, I learn a lot of, especially as a, as a hockey player, I, I try to, I try to watch choose what he does on the ice and, and try to learn from him. And as much as he Right. You're two different, totally different styles, right? Like you're, yeah. at, uh, you're athletic, right? And he's more of a positional goalie and some of that's a, a height thing, but you gotta, you can definitely learn stuff from him. Yeah, absolutely. He's, uh, you know, he has to play the game a little bit differently, you know, obviously because the size and, but he's so good on his feet. He's, uh, he's a great skater, uh, you know, around the crease and, and little things like that. And, um, uh, so there's for sure areas that uh, you know I can take from his game, and 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 you know maybe maybe a few things where where he can he can copy me or mimic me, and uh, so it's a good uh, good combination, and and you know obviously it's been it's been so much fun to play with Choose. I, we, we only have going to do a couple more because you've been really gracious. We, we could be, we could take, we could keep you here <laughs> yeah. for days, but we won't. No, I really enjoy this. We're recording it. We're recording on Thanksgiving and we probably got to eat by four o'clock here this afternoon. <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, the first thing you were talking about uh, people knowing you and, and pictures and all of that. Were you, are you a collector? Were you a collector? Do you have things from teammates or I, I don't know yourself. who you looked up to as a goalie, Mika Kiprasaw, I mean, guys like yeah. that you have stuff like yeah. that? Yeah. Yeah. I've been, I've been trying to limit my collection to, uh, to goalies uh you know i have all my all my heroes where you know who i got to play against i, I got to play against martin Verdur and you know have yeah. his jer- jersey and game use stick and uh keep there's bunch of guys ryan miller uh Long- Heinrich longquist probably yeah yeah longquist uh bobby lou roberto longo and yeah yeah uh yeah, so I've been trying to. I have a nice collection, and I'm so happy I started doing that. And uh, when did you I was, start? Uh, my my first year actually, and I and this is because of Mitch. Mitch, Mitch, he told me that, hey, like you 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 should do something like that. You know, like we're playing New Jersey in a few nights, and you know, Marty yeah. Perder could be his last season, and and I'm like, wow, that's that's true, and and. And he was so gracious. And I remember my second game against uh, Marty Perder. Uh, so he he comes he comes to our side of the locker room and asks for my stick. And I was like, oh my god! This... <laughs> and yeah. And then he then he goes and he says like, it's not for myself. It's for, it's for my son. And I was like, oh, oh. 
I'm like, oh, that that makes sense. Like, well, he was a goalie too, the kid. So yeah, I think he still is, is, right? Maybe uh, maybe yeah, Brodeur just yeah. wanted to save some money. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, but I remember like uh, I'll always. He didn't have that sweet like, enterprise money coming in at the time. Yeah, yeah not yet. <laughs> exactly. So I want to ask. I I mean, we could go over your NHL career and spend you know three days talking about it, but I have one thing I want to ask you about, and it. it it happened this past year. Uh, Colin Blackwell scores his uh, first NHL goal that night, but then someone else scores their first NHL goal. <laughs> How many times had you tried to score a goal in I a game? I remember you try a couple of times in Milwaukee. I remember. Yeah, and had you ever come close before before that night? Uh, this must have been my. Somebody actually, I saw like this video. Uh, somebody put together all my tries, like, you know, every attempt in, <laughs> in, in NHL. It was like eight times. And it was, it, some of them were like, luckily I, I never got scored on, but it, it easily could have been. Like, you know, right. like I, guys that, would pick, the, pick them down and, and just like miss the net or anything like but That, that uh, actually happened, that actually happened to Mark Mazinitz, right? We're up by two. He gets yeah. the puck, fires the puck <laughs> off the guy's chest. <laughs> Right in front of him, <laughs> boop, tap in. And yep. uh, if I'm not mistaken, Aaron, he tried it again. I think we lost the game. Yeah. Did we lose the game? <laughs> I think oh, we might have. Yeah. Oh, boy. Well, anyways, I'm sorry, Pex, I interrupted you. Can You can no, keep no, going. No worries. No worries. But, yeah, anyways, that, it's always been my dream. I, you know, obviously, you know, all the guys I, you know, growing up, watched, you know, Ron Hextall, Marty Perder, Chris Osgood, all these guys, they – you know, I saw them score a goal and I, I'm like, wow, this is unbelievable. Uh, you know, then during my career, I remember when Mike Smith scored. Yeah. And, right. you know, him, obviously, he, he's unbelievable with the puck. And, you know, but I, I've always, always dreamt about it. And and uh, so, yeah, I've, I've had opportunities where I where I tried and never came close. Um, I remember one time... I think it had a chance to go in, but uh, uh, I think it's uh, defenseman Connor Murphy. Uh, yeah, sure. Yeah, he was he was able to get it um, with the high stick. Uh, it was already in the like far blue line, like just like sail. The puck was just sailing, and it looked perfect. And I'm like, oh, this is it. And <laughs> uh, but yeah, so he high sticked it, and and. Uh, until until last season and and it was uh you know obviously those moments it kind of you know you obviously you see them bunch of times but it's you know when i think about it i i see so clearly in my mind you know patrick kane throws it in the you know down the down the pipe and i i go behind the behind the net and and uh jonathan taves tries to you know kind of pluck my shot and and, uh, you know, I remember, you know, Roman Yossi is the first guy there and Nick Bonino and uh, Cranny, Mick, Michael Cranlund, he was he was skating, you know, towards the goal. And it's all those memories. Like, it's it's pretty cool. I was, you know, it was it was it was fun memory. Have you did you think about what what your celebration was going to be <laughs> after you scored? Uh, the year before you got to Milwaukee, Seamus Kotick scored a goal. And yeah. uh, and he said, like, I knew right away, I'm putting the stick between my legs and I'm riding it like a horse. <laughs> but he said he never really got to do it because the guys were just all over him so soon. Awesome. So did, yeah. had you thought of it? And what did you do? Uh, 
I mean, I'm sure I've thought of it, but at the in the heat of the moment, I, I like, I look so, if you go back and you like YouTube it or something like I shoot the puck and I just stand there like behind the net. Like, <laughs> yeah, right. I, I, Not even going back in position. <laughs> no, I don't take a step. I just like, I just keep eyeing on the puck. Admiring and, and, it. Yeah. And then when it, when it, when it goes in the net, I just lift my arms <laughs> up and, and I don't do anything. I'm just like, <laughs> and then guys jump on me and, and everybody's, everybody's screaming like, you gotta, you gotta, you know, do the high five line, you know, how the players <laughs> do. And I'm like, I'm like, no way, man. Like, I'm not going to do that. That's just like, you know, I don't want to embarrass Chicago and, and yeah, so never did that. But, uh, but yeah, it was, uh, Total, total freeze moment. You know, I, I didn't yeah. know what I'm doing, and you know, so it was, it was cool though. I still, you know, I, I still have the puck. I still have the stick from that game, and right. I, I remember seeing on social media first. You first have puck. That, didn't the, <laughs> that didn't go to the Hall of Fame. You have them. Yeah, I have both of them. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Um, 2014, you came down for that rehab oh, assignment, and yeah. so much was made of that because. Um, the story we got was that you wanted to, you wanted to come to Milwaukee and play rather than just work through it and practice or whatever in Nashville. And I, I know so many fans appreciated one more weekend out of you. I'm curious though, I'm going to put you on the spot. Do you remember the last game was a two to one overtime game against Rochester? Do you remember who scored both goals for Milwaukee? Oh man. I won't give you long. He was a defenseman. Never He's played a, in Nashville. Never played in Nashville. Uh, he actually has the same name as I do. Char Charles Olivier Roussel scored. Oh, how, man. How many goals did he have that year, Aaron? I think he had three, and two of them were. Uh, in <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's it's, it's funny now that you mentioned. Uh, and then I remember that first game I played, it was like 7-1 or something. I think it was 9-1. 9-1, yeah. 9-1, nine, nine, nine yeah. yeah. Yo Jonas Jarvanen, uh, your, your fellow countryman, he scored two goals that game. That's right. Oh, yeah, you, yeah, you came down for a workout, and you probably got 25 shots combined in the two games. I know. Yeah, I remember <laughs> I, that. Yeah, guy, guys really rallied around me. and and uh, that, was, that was a big thing for our team to see like Dean Evison, he couldn't have, uh, like, he's like, he spoke so many times and said, like, having this guy come down. And so these guys can see it's how hard he works yeah. Yeah. and like what it takes to be an NHL player. That was a major thing for that team and a very beneficial thing for that team. And I don't ever remember buzz in an Admirals game in a pregame warmup, especially yeah. in the regular season. A regular season game that doesn't have buzz. You know what it's like in the yeah. AHL. That game, people came to sit and watch warmups to see you play, and that's how much you meant to Milwaukee. It had been almost it had been seven or eight years since you'd been there, yeah. but that's what you meant to the city of Milwaukee and to the Admirals organization. Yeah. Oh man, I I, I do remember that. It was uh, it, it was so awesome to come back and. Uh, you know, night before the night before the first game, it was actually me and Mitch again. And you know, <laughs> it was uh, we went for dinner and to the uh, five o'clock club. No, we actually just stayed at the hotel. And okay, uh, but uh, but it was you know he he's such a he's such a classy guy that you know he took his time to kind of you know 
at the, at the dinner table, we would we would talk about you know my years in Milwaukee and and you know kind of kind of going back in time and and kind of you know just how much how much that city and that organization meant to me in my career and so it was it was cool to be back and and uh, I really you know it was important for me too you know I was coming back from a major injury and uh, you know I really wanted to be there I always enjoyed my time in in uh, Milwaukee and and coming down for that uh, that my you know first game I, I remember I was you know skate you know go walking back on the ice I you know starting to see all the fans I, I started seeing signs people made for me it was you know I was like I was so appreciative I, you know I was it felt so cool I was like oh these are you know these are the best fans and um, it was it was so much fun Charlie, do you have anything else before we get to our traditional final question? No, I don't. Have, I don't have anything else. It's he sort of already answered it with that. Well, but we got to ask. Go ahead and ask it. Like what? When you look back at your time in Milwaukee, what do you? What do you think of? Oh man, I, I think of uh, like a big change, uh, like you know, personal growth. It was uh, you know finding myself. So a lot of big things I, I find, you know, uh, you know, I, so it was so much fun. I, you know, when I think of Milwaukee, I think of my teammates. Uh, a lot of times it's obviously that 05 or 06 year because we went so far and we had so much fun. Uh, you know, I, I think about everybody, like the whole, the staff of the team, you know, the front office players, everybody was tight. Everybody was close to each other. And, uh, never, ever since, you know, I've, I haven't had that same feeling, even though I've played with great, amazing teams, amazing players, amazing organizations, but, um, it, it was, it was special. And, uh, and then, you know, just the city of Milwaukee, it's a blue collar and, and, you know, reminds me of home. It was easy to, easy to, uh, find my place there and, and uh, you know the fans of Admirals, they they were always so good to me. I mean, I only have nothing but the best memories from Milwaukee. It's a beautiful way to end it. That's Pekka, a fantastic way to the, end. Yep. All the best to you and your family. Congratulations on that, on all your past successes. Uh, you're just the best. You're the best. You've you've been so gracious to us for so many years. Uh, we really appreciate it. So we wish you continued success. Awesome. Thanks for having me. It was, it was, it was fun to talk to you guys. That's Admiral's legend, Pekka Thanks for listening to this Milwaukee Admiral's podcast.